I am back in our main sports studios today where I am joined by a Mr. Ernest Swearing Swank. And uh, just come right over here to the guest microphone, sir. Mr. Swearing Swank represents an organization, Softy, called Football Fans Against Violence. Would you just move on over to the guest microphone, sir, that we got set up in the studio here? I would rather not. Well, it makes it a little tough to hear you, sir, if you're going to you know, stand way over on the other side of the studio. I'm just not that comfortable being around microphones. Mm-hmm. I'd rather not. I just want to stay over here if I can, if you wouldn't mind. Okay, well, all right. Um, so tell us about your group. Uh, what is it again? Football fans against violence. Football fans against, against violence. That's right, yeah. You know, we could sure hear you better if you'd come up to the microphone, I'm sir. I'm just uh, not that comfortable with that, if you don't mind. Yeah. I'd rather all stay right. here. Uh, well, uh, then speak up as best you can. All right. Now, this group of yours, yeah. it, it sounds kind of odd because, after all, football is a violent sport. Well, we don't think that it needs to be. You don't? No, we think players can have just as much fun without all the blocking and tackling. But then that that wouldn't be football, would it? Well, it would be football, just not so rough. Mm-hmm. See? Look, uh, I appreciate your point of view. I mean, I really do. And I was happy to give you airtime, but yeah. this is nuts. I cannot interview you under this situation. Now, you please come up to the microphone, sir. I am just not comfortable. Yeah, you're not comfortable. I know. I would rather stay over here. Look, I I have never done this in any interview situation before, but if you don't get your butt over to the microphone right now, on the count of three, I am coming over there and giving you a whooping. Don't stoop to violence, Mr. Cashman. One. This is so typical of violent football mentality. Two. Think about what you're doing, Mr. Cashman, please. Three. Okay, you ask for it. Please don't. Have you had enough, Mr. Cashman? Yes, I have. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. She, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time and time. Another one bites the dust, Lisa. <laughs> of course. Well, I got a horse named Corsicana. I got a dog named Moon. I got a woman that calls me a fool. Every podcast, can we go one yeah. with somebody with nobody dying? Well, we could, and we should. But this is at least somebody you've never heard of before. So you don't have to feel as much remorse as you would for somebody more familiar. But his name was Eric Taylor. He was 70. A singer-songwriter. Well, I got a Ford that won't stop running. I got a daddy, but he's dead. Got a woman who lives just to burn my bread. And while not famous and commercially successful, I guess you would say, he was the favorite of other artists who are like Lyle Lovett and Nancy Griffith, who was even married to him for a period of time. Mm-hmm. She called Eric Taylor the William Faulkner of songwriting. I don't know who's William Faulkner. Oh, I don't boy. Know who that is. Oh, that, that, what? That would really make William Faulkner sad. Well, who is he? A two-time Pulitzer Prize winner, William Faulkner is considered one of the 20th century's greatest writers. He was born on September 25th, 1897. 
William Faulkner was the poet novelist of Mississippi. He grew up in Oxford, Mississippi, and he never left. His first novel, The Sound and the Fury, was published in 1929. Sound of the Fury is considered Faulkner's masterpiece because it's the first book in which he really got inside point of view and got inside voice, and those became, I think, the defining factors of, of his writing. Faulkner criticism now outpaces Shakespeare criticism. Now that we move into the 21st century, scholars find him so rich. Every text opens itself up to multiple readings with its complexity. I think he'll be remembered as one of the greats. Wait, and who are we talking about? <laughs> Eric Taylor. No, who's the girl you're talking about? Nancy Griffith, former wife. I don't wife. even know who she is. Oh, okay. You ever heard of Lyle Lovett? I have. Okay, good. <laughs> ever heard of me? And he, and he sucks. <laughs> so. Anyway, he was not, as I said, Eric Taylor was not a success. There's a fire on the maze, and I'm an innocent man. I'm just burning holes in the sand Burning my back roads in a two-wheel run Gonna burn them again, baby, when I'm done uh, Commercially, he said, the music business and I met 30 years ago and we've been running in opposite directions ever since. So, But here's one I thought you would be interested in and it'll be another name you don't know, but if she wasn't a writer. Joyce Gordon. Does that name ring a bell? She was. She, um, she passed away. She's not a writer. Is she another music person? No, different yet. And I thought you would like this because you. She was in in the same business you are. What? Yes. She was. She's a mud wrestler. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. yes. Huh. Uh, she. Uh, she became famous as famous as you get doing commercials in these probably fifties, sixties, and seventies, uh, doing live on air ads for. Products like Crisco and Duncan Hines, makers yeah, they, of pineapple they, upside down cake. Yeah, they did them live back then, which yeah. just seemed really dangerous. So you couldn't you couldn't get you know? it wrong. <laughs> what if the refrigerator door didn't open, or what if which, yeah, which sometimes happened. Yeah, uh, but she uh, found that. But she, I don't do. But I don't do on air. I don't do a screen. I'm not an on screen person. Well, they I'm only did it that way because uh, you know they didn't have the video no but tape. you just said you just said she's doing what i do i don't do on-screen commercials well she did nobody both wa nobody yeah. wants to see my face sure they do it's no, but it's don't. easier then you'd have to get all gussied up and everything and that's just... why i like voiceovers yeah there you go you should you should see me right now i know you're down in your little house and i'm up here in my little house mm. it's pretty horrifying what's what would be a good description uh <laughs> Well, let's say you took a mop mm -hmm. and you um, uh, spun it around the dryer for about an hour okay. and took it out. That's what my hair would look like. <laughs> I, I I don't know. That then, maybe, maybe it's just me. That kind of is a turn on. I've always been a mop and then, guy. And then I don't even want to get into the apparel. Um, well, anyway, I'll just finish up with Joyce okay, Gordon. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead with that. She so uh, she she's... she was very prolific, but the the reason she's notable is because she had trouble reading. I don't even know if they had prompters in those days, but she had a little trouble reading her script from a distance. So she said, "Would it be okay if you guys if I just wore my glasses?" And so she did. She would routinely wear glasses, which was for some reason. A no-no back in those days. You had to look. Oh, interesting. You had to look glamorous, apparently, as uh, a woman. You know the yeah. old Dorothy Parker line: "A man doesn't make passes at girls <laughs> that wear glasses," or yeah. something like that. Yeah. 
She was a contemporary of William Faulkner, by the way. Remember, everything's better with Blue Bonnet on it. Uh, but Joyce Gordon w would dub foreign films. She was a screen actor's leader as well. But this, this voiceover that she did, one line, um, or maybe it's two lines, everybody has heard, especially if you had a phone in the 70s and 80s. Uh, this is uh, Joyce Gordon. We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. If you feel you have reached this recording in error, please check the number and try your call again. That's her. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. Her. Yeah, what a gig. What do yeah. you what do you imagine a gig yeah, like that? Yeah, but you know paid? what? But you know, well, here's the deal. If she only had to record it once and she hopefully she was in the union then cuz then yeah. yeah, she would hopefully get paid residuals on every stinking time that thing ran. Mm -hmm. But if they bought her out and said here's 50 bucks for your trouble, then she got hosed. Yeah. Well, but, who knows? Yeah. So uh, why you know, are you even why are you even bringing her up? Well, I'm just bringing her up cuz I thought it would be uh someone in a doing a craft that you do and uh and she would did be... she die yeah yeah well didn't i say that yeah no i don't think she you died said right that. right in the middle of saying we're sorry then kaboom <laughs> she went down that's not even funny no not really <laughs> they called her the girl with the glasses Well, here we are. We are uh, both, uh, of course, decided that you and I, before we started doing this podcast, we just had a little conversation. We decided to whatever extent we can, we're going to try to accelerate uh, the frequency of these podcasts that and do them more frequently and, and more more than we have been in the past because we got a little lax, mainly me. Uh, well, but, yeah, and the the demand is so high from twelve people that we've decided. I know, that, yeah. you know, the mass has spoken. Yeah. So we're yes. gonna, yes. we're gonna, and we can't, and we sure. really shouldn't even have twelve people listening. I don't know if it's safe. In fact, I think I should <laughs> do the rest of the podcast from over here, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, you need to keep your distance, yeah. buddy. <laughs> okay, so but we got some. We no, did, come back, come back, well, come back. I don't know if come it's back. safe. Okay, come back. Uh, we did. We have received some lovely messages from people, and we don't need more than one or two to call that a mandate. And exactly. they they said they said, well, you 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 have one, I think, in front yeah, of you there, so right? So we we had a really nice email for, and, and just before I get to that, I think. I think what you and I talked about was that sometimes it's nice just to have a little bit of brightness going on. Not that we're the be all end all of brightness, but we, we, you and I have a lot of fun together. We fight constantly, but we still have fun even when we're fighting. And, and I'm, I'm happy that that might bring a little bit of joy to somebody. I had somebody the other day, I was feeling just overwhelmed with the news and everything going on. And they sent me a, an email with a funny little meme. It was totally dorky, totally stupid, but it made me laugh. And I thought, God, that feels so good. Doesn't it though? So it's a pleasure for us to try to bring this to people in whatever small measure it might help or make you laugh. This is these is tough times, baby. These yeah, is tough it's times. Therapeutic so. for us too, dude. 
think this yeah so kind patricia of actually sent us a little email last i'm not going to mention her last name but patricia said hey pat and lisa i've sent in another little contribution to you guys just so you know we're still out here listening to your podcast please keep them coming today is yet another depressing day in the news regarding the pandemic so i turned to peculiar podcast i'm so glad i did hilarious as usual Thank you. So um, that was really nice of her. And save save your money, but don't be giving us. We've got millions of dollars in the coffers. Yeah, we do. We have to. We really do have millions. We have. We have. Live millions. We decided not to try to touch it, but uh, in times like these, maybe we have to reach in there. Well, that's the truth, and I think though that it'll stretch us at least three months. So we're good for three months. Yeah, so we're don't solid. send us don't send us any money. Yeah. Wait till things get back on track, and then we love your contributions. It helps us keep our website up, and um, you know, pay you know, yeah. pays for the, for the mansion so I guess that what, we record out of. I guess what you're saying is, for those of you who have sent us contributions in the past, thank you. For those of you who never have, keep doing what you're not doing. <laughs> No, but I'll, yeah, don't send us anything. Yeah, we okay. want you to keep your money Fair because enough. we don't know what's going to happen. Fair and enough. that's the scary part of things right now is just kind of not knowing, is this going to be a two-week deal, a two-month deal? Do you think it's going to be back to normal by summer? I don't know. Everybody has a different opinion. And you know what? There's still people out there who don't think this is an issue. This yeah. is not an issue. Oh, Why is it being blown out of proportion? Right now this morning, I just read a, an article about... Uh, these Florida college students going on spring break and there's videos of them going, well, you know, I'm not worried about, I'm not going to catch it. And it's just crazy. So some people still don't think there's an issue. Well, I'll tell you this much. And I have uh, people in my personal circle, by the way, which I will not name, who still think this is being exaggerated and overblown and it's just ridiculous that they're closing everything. Yeah, I do too. People, hate, we're a spoiled country, and no we kidding. we we hate being inconvenienced like no this. No kidding. Even while we can see what the rest of the world, much of the rest of the world at least, is going through, uh, we we still just think, well, is it going to be over next week? Because I I got a I got a soccer tournament. I got tickets for. I don't want to miss that. Yeah, a, I had to give up. I had to give up tickets. I've bought tickets for a couple of performances, several hundred dollars worth. That I don't know if I'm going to get refunded on because they keep saying no. You, we, you're gonna, they're going to be postponed. Well, I don't know if I can go to the postponed date. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know. They should make but, it right for you, though, for sure. Yeah. Well, well anyway, as as you said, we just want to continue to be the the pie throwing contest of podcasts <laughs> and. And we'll just I love keep on that. Keeping Why up. didn't you come up with that earlier? I don't know. That's I... a great tagline. Who threw that? He did. Pull your kid, huh? Stop it. Do you hear me? Stop, stop. This has gone far enough. Love thy neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, serious for a minute, and then we'll get to other stuff. But uh, you were talking about how some people are discounting the validity of the seriousness of yeah, all of this. Very, yeah, they're very much undermining the seriousness of a it. A very close friend of my brother mm-hmm. has died of the coronavirus. Oh, you're kidding, Pat. Some other, are you kidding me? Yes, yeah, this was in oh the Seattle my God. area. And, um, and, and this is the thing that, that I think maybe a lot of people aren't aware of right now is that his family could not be with him in the hospital. Right. They exactly. wouldn't let him in. They yeah. they they said their goodbyes via FaceTime, but you know he was oh he was God. he was comatose by that time. He couldn't see them, and they weren't able to hold him or, 
you know, oh. just kiss him. Uh, it's uh. and, and there's this, this is what's happening everywhere right now. Even if you're not dying from the coronavirus, your your family can't come into these hospital mm-hmm. ICU units right now and visit you, and it it's horrifying. And even if you're not, even if you're not sick, everybody's trying to not. Um, I had a girlfriend that we decided to go have coffee. She goes, I'd hug you, but I just don't, you know, and I'm like, I know, isn't it yeah. ironic that the times that we need hugging the most, we can't right now? Well, that's a great point. That's <laughs> a great can't. point. Yeah. And and of so. course, my instinct of, as you, yours probably is, yeah, I'm going to shake your hand. Yeah, it's got me a big old hug here. Bring it in. Bring it. Here See, comes a little sugar. Come on. I got I to tell you the handshaking thing. I gave that up a long time ago. I just, I don't like it. I hate shaking hands with people and I actually I'm I'm just happy that it's no longer a deal I hope that's the one thing that sticks from this whole thing I just think it's a horrible practice you don't know if they wash their hands after they went to the bathroom you don't know if they wipe their snotty nose before they shook your hand you don't know anything about where that hand has been so I'm glad I don't I've I've stopped shaking hands years ago Let's say in a worst case scenario. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> that you lost your hands <laughs> in a farming accident, <laughs> and you had hooks for hands. I would prefer to a mud wrestling accident. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, all right. I won't pursue right. that any farther because yeah. mainly hooks because it's hands. tasteless. Um, well, if I had a hook for a hand, I would shake your hook. Yeah, I mean, and I'd hang my coat on it. I can't catch anything from your hook. Well, maybe I could. No, because it wouldn't be absorbed through my hook unless I took my hook and rubbed my eye. And then I would not only yeah. have what you gave me, but I'd be blind. Oh, so it's, there it's you go. Bad. It's all bad. You know, um, the uh, finding a little light at the end of this tunnel uh, is possible because when you feel sorry for yourself, because you, like for me, all my speaking and auction gigs and even yeah. my advertising work is all gone away for at least temporarily right now mm-hmm. that doesn't make yeah, you too can't, you, didn't yeah. they say they were going to move the auctions online or something and you were like yeah that's going to work really well well there was one that's going to do that and it hasn't happened yet but uh, I, i'm not going to take part in it i just don't see there's yeah. nothing like you know you talk about shaking hands but there's nothing like human interaction i know uh, to, to, I, you're whether to the choir, you're sister whether you're ta- talking about a about a uh, I wish you'd call me brother. I mean that at least that. But I so understand. I have an all I have a master class I teach here in Seattle. It's a all day. It's like six hours of um, where I have a small group of people together and we just do script reads and we just it's really a lot of fun. Very interactive. Uh, we work on advanced voiceover technique. My class is scheduled for tomorrow. Um, I have to do it online and I can't think of anything that I. I'm going to hate more than sitting behind this computer for six goddamn hours Whoa. trying to teach a class. Oh, my. You know Such what I mean? Language. Oh, yeah. I, no. I don't know how I'm going to be able to pull this off. Six hours sitting here. It's just, it's it's enough talking to you for 45 minutes to an yeah. hour to stretch. Six hours? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I well, here's so. a recommendation for you. 
What? Uh, if you have any depend around the house or are able to fashion yourself in um, external catheter, that well, would uh, that could get you by for six hours. Well, no, I don't have to do I mean, we'll take a break every hour. Oh, you I'm will? Oh, the, the that content. feels like cheating. Ugh, whatever. So I, I brought up to you earlier, um, we we're going to talk about this, about industry. So there, you're right. There's a lot going on that, you know, our, people are suffering, industries are suffering, and things are closed. But there's some industries that are actually booming right now. And one of the things that is booming, um, well, voiceovers is pretty good. But the other thing that is booming is is food delivery like Grubhub and mm-hmm. DoorDash and I don't know what some of the other, I guess there's like Uber Eats yeah. there's a bunch yeah. of these food delivery yeah there's putting on the feed bag come and get it make a pig of yourself gorge stuff your face shove it in a pie hole eat like a horse they are begging for people because the restaurants are closed but you can order takeout right so you can either go to the restaurant and pick it up or just have grab hot burger to your house yeah i think you can still go up to drive up windows in most cases yep you can went to starbucks drive up yesterday did we mention last time there's a very famous and very tony restaurant in seattle called canless restaurant it's been there forever yeah and uh i've been there once that's and i'm still paying it off they that was uh, a very expensive meal oh yeah it um they have a, a policy, at least for men, when you go in, you have to wear a suit and tie. Not a suit and tie, but a sport coat and a tie. At least that used to be their policy. Mm-hmm. They have now decided that in this pandemic, they're going to do a drive-up service as well. Oh, really? Yeah. But you have well... to be wearing a tie and a sport coat. <laughs> but I am serious. They're, they're doing drive-up. Or maybe it's just take now. Up. Now let me just address that because half of the charm and uh, justification for their steep prices is the experience and the ambiance and mm-hmm. the being catered to and the service and the view and that restaurant just is magical when you walk in. So I don't know that you're going to capture all that if you drive up in no. your beat up Subaru going, hey, I'm here to pick up my stuff. And I can't personally vouch if their food is any better than than uh, Dick's, exactly. which is about a mile away. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. but if it's not, for, if, if the food isn't wonderfully memorable, then why would you drive up there and just go to a taco time instead? All right, other uh, industries that are um, actually seeing an uptick, um, voiceovers, the, the the food delivery, cleaning companies. Mm. My God, all these companies that are being called to scrub down schools and scrub down buildings oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. scrub a scrub a dub a dub a. So there's tons of work out there. Um, and then grocery delivery is also huge. In fact, QFC, local here to Seattle, or this region, I suppose. You guys have a QFC down in Oregon, Ben? Oh, for God's sake! I don't. No, I don't think we do. I I haven't seen it. Okay, uh, but thank you for doing that voice. You welcome. Anyway, they had an ad on television on the news yesterday. Hey, we're running a freaking job fair right now in Bellevue because we need people to be doing delivery. You know, 
that's the only thing that's yeah. open, grocery yeah. stores and pharmacies. So there you go. So there are some industries that are doing fine. Yeah, and doing I got fine. a list that includes Lysol, Clorox, Purell. Those are all for obvious reasons. Yeah, but uh, you can't find them right now. They're gone. Well, at, from their point of view, this is great because they, they're, oh, they're the sold companies. out. They're making them yeah. fast. They're the companies. Yeah. Uh, 3M, is they, they make the medical masks. And the 3M respirator, uh, respirator masks, and they um, and they make disinfecting uh, wipes as well as Clorox does. Yeah. So they're seeing great increases in demand on Amazon. Instacart, yeah. do you know what Instacart is? Yeah, that's the grocery delivery people that are independent from the actual grocery stores. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not as big as Amazon, but the people are trying smaller services like them right now, mm -hmm. and they're doing yeah. well. There's yeah. a company called Oatly. This virus outbreak has found a surprising category leader, oat milk. Ew. People want oat milk. Yeah. Me Why? Either. It's not even milk. Why the hell do you want oat milk? It's very in right now. Sales spiked more than 300% in the week uh, ending February. Even well, beating you know, out hand sanitizers, if you can believe it. Oh, that's strange. Okay. Campbell's Soup is doing well. They're increasing their soup production because it's a comfort thing. And, well, and no, it's because everything else is freaking gone. You go to the grocery store and you're <laughs> like, I guess I'll eat soup. And, yeah. and plus it's stockable. So if you if this does go on for six months, you got your soup. By so. the way, um, Costco has just announced they're going to have senior hours. Yeah. Which would a include me. <laughs> I know, <laughs> me too. Eight, 8 to 9 a.m. But That's they also post... They also put, yeah, I agree. They also posted a sign on their website that said, uh, returns will not be accepted on toilet paper, towels, sanitized wipes, water, rice, and Lysol. So they're telling me that I cannot return my used, lightly used toilet paper. Wait, I don't understand. Why would people want to return that stuff? Well, my, my only thought is that people, hoarders, went in there, they overbought. And and maybe seeing the end of this road at some point, Costco's going to want, a lot of people are going to say, I didn't need this much toilet paper after all. I'll take it back. Well, so, you're going to need it eventually. I've well, I know. never I think, heard. I, Costco just doesn't want to deal with those returns, I guess, right now. They got a enough. bunch of morons. People are so stupid. Yeah, they're, Sorry, they're I'm getting super judgy and bitchy this past few weeks. I've been <laughs> worse than I normally am. Yeah, he, yeah, he the cold up swing. It's just about ready to do that thing. I don't want no tears. I don't want no lies. Above all, I don't want no alibis. This judge is hip, and that ain't all. He'll give you time if you're big or small. Fall in line or this cold is neat. Peace, brother. Oh, here come the judge. Remember when we were talking about the Peloton Wife commercial and how it, 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 it didn't hurt, appear to hurt the company, and now it's really yeah. doing well. Their stock yeah. is, is up yeah. like 2% or 14 All the gyms are closed. Right. So you want to yeah. work out, you do it from home. So they're doing yeah. well. Netflix, of course, yeah. is doing Oh, well. did you hear this story that Universal... Uh, movies, pictures, whatever it's called, is actually going to be offering, I think it might be happening pretty soon, where movies that are in the theaters right now, 
that you normally have to wait months to see on streaming, they're going to offer them up on streaming for nineteen ninety nine a movie. So a movie that you might have been planning mm. on going and seeing this week. It's a little steep, isn't it? No, no, it's not at all. If you have four people you're taking to the movies, I think you're, and a ticket. You know, I think we're headed towards me, a time where there's groups. No groups no bigger than one are supposed to gather. But listen, so seriously, you take your wife and your ten children out for you wouldn't take ten, but let's say you have two kids and you go to the movies. So what's a ticket price now? Ten bucks each? I haven't been to the theater in seventy five years. Forty that's forty dollars right there. The then last you add it, picture I ever saw in, in person then, was Birth of a you, Nation. Then you add in the the popcorn and all that. That's a sixty seventy dollar night. If you rent one movie for nineteen ninety nine, invite all your friends and your family over, even though they're not supposed to. But you've let's say you've got your whole family there, so everybody gets to watch the movie for nineteen bucks. It's a great deal, and you don't have to wait if you were like really looking forward to watching something. I think it's fantastic. So yeah. there you all go. All right. Well, that's that's it. I I'm pretty happy with movies that are free myself right now. Yeah. Uh, or that I'm already getting on. Uh, on Netflix or Amazon, and yep. I'm giving, by the way, Amazon Prime uh, the a bit of the edge on on the quality of the original TV offerings they have over Netflix. I think Netflix has got too much stuff. There's way too much. You can't get you can't weed your way through it. Yeah, it's um, true. Anyway, it's true. That's my opinion. Just a couple others that are doing well. Uh, Zoom. Do you know what that is? Yep, that's that, a meeting platform. What you're going to be doing, yeah, video conferencing options. Yeah. I'm actually going to be using GoToMeeting, but there's yep. a lot of different ones yep. out there. But yeah, Zoom's really big because everybody's working from home and they still need to have uh, sale, business meetings right. with the employees. This one so. kind of surprised me, TJ Maxx. They what? say while, while most big box retailers dependent on overseas sourcing from China are reeling, discount retailers like TJ Maxx already have merchandise in hand. They they deal in the excess inventory right. from full price sellers. So yep. they're doing pretty well. They were up about seven percent last week. And this but wait, is wait, they're not open anymore though, isn't they're retail not? I thought retail was shut down. I well, think they, the only I am assuming they also have an online presence, but I don't know that. Oh 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. Got it. And then you know the old saying no no bad news is, is how does it go? No news is, know. is is good news. No news is bad yeah. news. Whatever it is. Anyway, Corona has become embroiled in the coronavirus narrative just because of its name. <laughs> I know. And because they are mentioned online like six million times since January first, <laughs> that's not all bad for them. And no. it's it's a lot of name recognition and they uh, they're they actually increase sales by five percent. But recently. here's something that'll sadden you is that some really, really stupid people think that the actual beer is the problem, that you shouldn't oh, be I drinking know. Corona because yeah. it will kill you. It's funny that so. uh, the people latch on to something and then I all know. of a sudden there are all these like video bits on uh, or various people's takes on the coronavirus, almost always involving Corona beer, or they think they're very clever and says, oh, now there's a new virus to work out, uh, to to worry about, uh, Dos Equis virus. I love the video, I love the video text you sent me the other day. Yeah, but there's dozens like that, I'm I know, out. but that was funny, it made me laugh. Yeah, the video, uh, many of you have maybe seen it. It's, it. it's It looks like a drug deal going down. Guy gets out of yeah. his car, hands another guy a big wad of cash. And it's all and, very gritty yeah. and very, you know, looks really threatening. And then the guy <laughs> pulls 
<laughs> produces from his coat a, a roll, roll of, of toilet, toilet paper. paper. Yeah. I think that's funny. Yeah. How are you doing on how it, how you doing on toilet paper, Pat? Uh, not well. Not well. <gasps> you are you kidding me? or Are you yeah. not kidding me? No. Luckily, we have lots of clothing and uh, <laughs> blankets. No, we're fine, of course. Blankets. When I used to work for him, he was sort of cool. Always nothing but a peach, a regular Jew. But every time I had to go to the men's room, that's when it happened to him. He came undone, and he'd say, But you know this coronavirus thing in another hopefully bright spot uh, could spark a wave of innovation and it almost certainly will because whenever times are tough people start that. figuring out new ways of yeah, doing things i and, love that i think that's awesome uh, biotechnology is one particular area uh, as opposed to info technology which we've enjoyed for these last many years have you ever heard of crispr crispr yeah it's a family it, it's a it's it is used to describe a family it's a company but it they they're studying a family of DNA sequences found in certain genomes and they can you know I'm sure this company is going to be at the forefront of finding uh, a vaccine for this virus and it's going to be all hands on deck on these brilliant people who uh, are working on technologies we could not even have imagined maybe even 10 minutes ago it's astounding it's very cool here's some phenomenon i've noticed and this is taking a, a, a severe right turn here i i'm noticing that just about every commercial and that's an exaggeration but a lot of commercials now and it, it, they have nothing to do with dogs but they have dogs in the commercials yes i it's, know and I'm sure the psychology from a advertising point of view is if you're a dog lover like you and I are. Yeah, you're uh, going to look. We're going to look up. Oh, yeah. look at that. Oh, oh look, at that. look at the doggy. I'm going to back that up and look at that again. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Oh, uh, look, look at puppy. the puppy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've noticed it on allergy commercials yeah. and car commercials Everything. and beer commercials. Yeah. And yeah, they're everywhere, not, as not, they should be. Not just pet food commercials. But there's a comfort in that, I think, right now, yeah. too. Yeah. But it made me remember, and I saw an article that uh, jumped my, uh, jump-started my memory on this. Do you remember the Pets.com collapse of 2000? Yeah, and I had I even had the pets.com sock puppet. Remember you did? Their, yeah, the mascot. I did, yeah. and I don't know where it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of came Those on the were, heels. 
of Budweiser Spuds McKenzie. But this wasn't a real dog. It was a puppet, like you said. Yeah. And uh, he was a spokesman. This this company, um, you know, was an internet sensation for a, a remarkably short time. But yep. they sold pet supplies online. And what they apparently did, they uh, they started spending $3.50 on marketing and sales expenses for every $1 that they took in. So they kind of overextended themselves. Wait a minute. They collapsed. They and uh, Their accountant sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But uh, that's what happened. That's why they went away. But if you click on pets.com today, you will be redirected to PetSmart, which ah. uh, apparently also controls online powerhouse Chewy. Very smart. Chewy, Very which, smart. We, which we use a lot. Chewy, 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 Chewy. So there's that. Uh, what else uh, is on my mind? Hey, I'm going to pr- play something for you when we get to the end of this um, podcast that uh, I'm, I'm just delighted. It's something I discovered in a movie, then I'll see what you think about it. Okay. Uh, I was watching recently the show, which I think is a terrific sum- summary of the day, um, The 11th Hour with Brian Williams on MSNBC. Mm-hmm. And when he wrapped up the broadcast recently he said well he he said this we are coming to you tonight from what will be our temporary headquarters for the duration for the foreseeable future it's a satellite studio where i can do the broadcast here alone and be outside the city of new york most of our staff is at home producing via computer so we've all separated The broadcasts you watch and are watching now are going to look different if they don't already. You're going to see more Skype interviews. You're going to hear more telephone interviews. There are going to be longer satellite delays, no more in-person guest interviews. As we try to practice what we preach, as we attempt television in an age of social distancing with a big assist, thankfully, from technology. So that is what a lot of these other news shows are doing. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to technology. They're yeah, Skyping work, or whatever. Work from they, home. Yeah. And so it, it might look okay on the air, but it's not really a studio. People working from home and they're... Right. And, and 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 today, and this is will be a couple of days later than you hear this podcast. I finally noticed there's a little bit of a physical separation beginning on these press yes, conferences. Yes, I yeah. noticed that too. Yeah, and they, people are finally used, yeah. They used to be squeezed together nuts to butts, but now they're kind of just getting a little more. <laughs> they're they're not six feet apart yet, yeah. and I, I know that briefing room's not very big, but uh, yeah, I mean you know it should be do as I do. And not just do as I say. So yeah. maybe they're they're starting to get it a little bit. Groups of less than ten and less people, and then they had twelve people at the podium, which is exactly. like seriously, are you what kind of an idiot are you? So <laughs> well, anyway. I'll tell you what kind of idiot. I am. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you the nice thing has been um, for us here in Seattle. I don't know about you, but we've had absolutely gorgeous weather it this helps, week, and it? that yeah. oh my god, it helps when I'm getting. Just don't, you know, I got to turn off the news, but just going to go outside with the dogs mm-hmm. and sit, let the sunshine just hit you in the face for a bit. Makes, Isn't that true? It's I was telling really my wife. It's really nice. I really said, nice. here it is. Now we're into springtime and 
Yeah. Flowers, flowers will start yeah, coming the up. Flowers are cheerful. If oh. you have to have a pandemic, wouldn't it be, isn't it better? Yep. Heading into sunny months instead yeah. of the dregs of dark, deep dark winter time. When it. No kidding. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right. Hopefully, whoever's listening is in, a, in an, is an area where the weather at least is nice. Just get outside and take a couple of deep breaths. It's just, it's, you don't even have to allot a bunch of time, but man, it just clears your head and gets those little positive vibes going. That, right and, and I loved what you said earlier, too, that you know what? There is some comfort, as difficult as all this is, just to know we're all in the same boat. There's like not one. There's nobody this isn't affecting. Even if you don't believe it's a pandemic, it's still affecting you. You're still thinking about it. You're still talking about it. Even if just to say to everybody, this is this is being blown out of proportion, it's still affecting everybody's everyday life. Yeah. Like I said, uh, in my case, uh, I'm like one degree of separation from someone who's actually died of it. And yeah. I know, know a couple other people so that are symptomatic. So it it's real. It's not a hype. Uh, you can't. Think of it that way. We could all maybe have a big laugh later when it somehow goes away, but it may not happen anytime soon. It might be if, if even like, if it does go away, things are not going to be like they used to be. Nope. But I like your spin on this, where yeah, things probably aren't going to be the way. When people keep saying, "I want, I can't wait for everything to go back to normal," it ain't going to go back to normal. It's going to be very different. We may be out of danger, but it's going to be very different, but maybe in some positive ways. Yeah, I think so, too. I think this working from home business, for example, is something you're going to continue to see after this crisis goes by. Companies are going to say, gee, wait a minute. Why why do we buy this big building here? We don't need everybody on board. here. We we can have people work from home. We'll save money on traffic and congestion Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, Overhead now, there's going to be our... industries you can't do that in. You can't do that sure. in retail or restaurants or right. any of those things. But you're right. I think that, and and I think that's been a shift though that's been going on in the last decade is telecommuting. That didn't used to be a thing 20 years ago, but it it has in the last decade. But I think you're right. It's going to spur even more of that now when they go. Oh yeah, this totally makes sense. We can save money. People are probably going to be a little bit more productive um, too. I think. Uh, sometimes people say when you're working from home, you're not, but you get used to it and you start to manage your days. Well, let me ask you this. So they, they, I've looked this up and there's some various tips and you're hearing this on TV as well of people who just, who are going to work from home and maybe they've never done it before. uh, Some ideas on how you do this sort of thing. And you probably employ most of those yourself, but you should set regular hours for yourself, set Mm -hmm. a schedule. And I know you mm-hmm. you have to work from a schedule because oh, you have I live people... and die by my Google schedule. Yeah, yeah I live and die. It... I even I even put things on in my schedule to make sure I get stuff for me done, like you know, take the dog for a walk or right. wash my hair or take Perfect. a shower or take a nap. I always throw everything into a schedule just to have it there. Yeah, you're you're doing exactly what uh, these experts say. Take breaks. It's okay to take a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to set ground rules with others too. Uh, and maybe have two at home. Maybe have well, yeah. Maybe have two phones, one for business, and then one, you know, for friends or everybody else, so that they know yeah. that you're not picking up the phone because you're working right now. Yeah, like so for people, like you'd have to tell Patty, quit bugging me. I'm working. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what people like writers. They have to be disciplined enough. 
yeah. to work a specific time every day right. and, and and try not to ever break that schedule as, be, as best as you can. It's okay right. to take sick days. Uh, you should think about ergonomics. Make sure you have a comfy chair. Yeah, uh, that gives you good back support if you're going to be make sitting your, like make your work area really nice too. Don't just make it crappy. Like make it something you want to look forward to going into. Like I have yeah. a little studio in my house that is starting to get junky again because I just throw crap in here and I every once in a while I've, I'm like I got to get my head straight and get this cleaned out so I'm not yeah. dreading coming into my work environment. Let me ask you this: This is one bit of advice I thought. Hmm, really? They said that you should change your clothes. You get up in the morning, you got your pajamas on, you're scratching yourself. Then you should put on the equivalent of what you would wear to the workplace. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm often wearing the same pajamas three days in a row, so yeah. Well, he talks, but he don't sing and dance and he don't walk. As long as I can have you here with me. I'd much rather be forever in blue jeans or pajamas. That's the downside to working from home. I wanted to, I was going to throw this out there. I wonder how many people this week went, huh, I think I'll just take a shower tomorrow. Yeah. I don't, oh, think, yeah. I need to, I don't think I need to take one today. I haven't been outside. I haven't been doing anything to get dirty. I kind of like not taking a shower. I think I'll do it again. I know. Yeah. So that's the downside is I will sometimes go, oh, Lise. That's, you know that you're a work from homer when you say things like, I should probably take a shower today. That is not, yeah, yeah, that's not a phrase most people who go out and about. (laughs) I got to, I got to brush these teeth. I should probably brush my teeth It's been, it's been, it's been a week. I got to brush I should probably comb my hair today. I I should, I got to do something about these. These insects that are walking all over me. Hey. I should probably change my underwear today. <laughs> yeah. I will for sure tomorrow. I if will I for was, sure tomorrow. If, if I was wearing any. In the yeah, place, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so but, yeah, that, that your take is exactly mine. I thought, really? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to put on clothes. Whatever. But the hard part is if you are, do a lot of video conferencing, you, you got to get yourself presentable. That's yeah. the big sucky thing about it is I'm still gonna have to put you know. I mean, what if you comb my hair and put on makeup and? But you only you were, have to do it from the waist up, just like newscasters. They what if, have no what if you newscaster. Don't even, what if you has, don't even do that? What if you're video that's conferencing a good point. the CEO, CEO of a big company and he comes on and he's not wearing a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, or you have your little um, you have your little bunny pajama pants on and yeah. a and a hoodie zipped up and with the hoodie on that's what i'll do there you go that's good yeah. you, you I don't will, know. you'll find a way to do it i don't know okay but, here's uh, what i wanted to play you and then we'll get to the joke and then we'll say goodbye for now okay. and yes i do have a joke ready this time i'm very impressed okay so i'm watching this movie it's a horrible movie i didn't get through the whole thing uh, it's Are you going to ni- share with it what it is? Yes, it's it's, oh, okay. it's called it is called Burn B U R N from 1969. M- Marlon Brando was in it, and then nobody else you ever heard of. And uh, it, it has to do with this cynical revolutionary leader and a story of anti-colonial warfare and all of this sort of stuff. It just bored my socks off. So it's a war movie. 
uh, it's more it'd be more comparable to like a guerrilla warfare movie, you know, a small oh. insurrection type of movie, not a full scale, okay. uh, you know, World War Two type of deal. But so there, there's this one scene where this these massive people are moving. I don't know if they're soldiers or just villagers or a combination of both. But as they start moving across, this music begins to play, and these people are singing to this music. And it goes on for like two, three, four minutes. Okay. And I want you to listen closely to what I think the lyrics are that they are singing over and over. Check this out. Now, maybe it's just me, but I am hearing Hello, Lisa. That's exactly what it is. Aren't you hearing that? Now I want to watch the movie. <laughs> me too. I wonder what they're singing about me for. What's, yeah, you better find that, out. What's What's actually going on in the scene while they're singing that? Is, somebody, just, being, is somebody being beheaded or... <laughs> Or, no, nothing good like that. I know, I know. They're just walking along, so. marching. Okay. <laughs> it's been great That's spending funny. time with you, as usual. We'll do it yeah. again soon. Here okay. is the joke of the day. Right. Recently, the director of a local municipal zoo, having acquired a rare Indonesian ape named Oscar was pretty unhappy to find that the large, aggressive animal Oscar had broken free from his cage and was roaming through the city. Oh my. The matter was serious because the members of the staff of the zoo, while they were experts at caring for animals, they had no experience in how to capture them. Mm. The zoo director appealed to the office of the mayor for help, and the secretary to the mayor said, Have you looked in the yellow pages? The director said, well, no, I, I haven't, but I will immediately. And to his surprise, under animal capturing service, you remember the yellow pages when they used to yeah, have those? Yeah, yeah. Under animal capturing service, he found a listing for the A1 ape apprehenders. Wow. <laughs> A1 ape apprehenders. Who knew? That yeah. business is doing very well during this time, by the way. <laughs> so he called them, and within 20 minutes, a truck had arrived at the zoo. And a little tiny man got out and rushed up to the director who was waiting at the door. And the little man asked, Is there a wooded area in the vicinity? The director said, Yes, there is. It's about half a mile away. Okay, hop in the truck with me. So the director hopped in the truck with the little man. They drove off. Minutes later, they arrived at a small grove. And they spotted Oscar the ape up in a tree on a branch. He was about 25 feet off the ground. Wow. The two men got out. They went to the back of the truck. The little man opened the door. <coughs> an excited little dog jumped out and began running around in circles. The little man reached into the truck. He took out a suitcase, which he opened. In the suitcase were a pair of handcuffs, which he handed to the zoo director, a sawed-off shotgun, which he leaned against the trunk of the tree, and a baseball bat. The little man said, Okay, I'm going up into the tree with the baseball bat, and what I'm going to try to do is knock that ape out of the tree. The instant the ape hits the ground, the dog is going to grab the ape by the crotch with his teeth 
and the ape instantly and instinctively will grab at his crotch with both hands, and when he does that, you snap the handcuffs on, and we've got him. <laughs> you can the, you just stop the joke right there, because that makes me laugh. Okay, go ahead. The zoo director points to the shotgun, however, against the tree, and he said, Well, I'm not too sure about this plan of yours. What's the gun for? The little man said, uh, Look, I'm an expert. I know what I'm doing. Things will go just fine. After all, I do have the baseball bat, I know my job, and it probably would never happen, but if the ape should, by any chance, knock me out of the tree, would you please shoot the dog? <laughs> That's a good one, Pat. for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. 